Welcome to the Instant Journeyman Podcast Monday Motivation Series. I'm your host, Jeremy Andrzejewski. And with the Monday Motivation Series, we're going to go ahead and start off by interviewing successful businessmen and women, entrepreneurs, athletes, award-winning chefs, healthcare professionals, and so on to learn what drives them to be successful and what keeps them motivated once they are successful. So if you're having a rough week, or just need a little bit of a, a kick in the ass, uh, that's what we're here to do. So uh, please enjoy. This episode is sponsored by Eat Right Foods, the official partner of the Buffalo Bills and Buffalo Sabres. So if you're looking to eat like a professional athlete, or you just want to improve your life by eating cleaner and freeing up time for those things that really matter in life, Eat Right Foods provides a huge assortment of high-quality foods with easy online ordering and kitchen-to-door delivery. Uh, if you're in the Buffalo area, you can do pickup. Or if you are anywhere in the U.S., you can go ahead and order online where all meals are just $10 each. Shipping to the East Coast is included, and all Midwest and West Coast orders have a flat rate for shipping. Uh, orders are due every Thursday by noon, and then you get them the following week. Uh, all orders will be shipped out uh, the following Monday, and... Boom, meals to your door. So check out eatrightfoods.com. And today's guest is another one of the originals from my hometown. Uh, he is the older brother of Chef Shay Zapia, who I had on a previous Monday Motivation. Uh, his name is Chad Zapia. And uh, Chad and I have known each other just as long as Shay and I have since I believe I was in second grade. Uh, he is a year or two older. Um, so uh, I, I, I've known him his whole life. He is uh, a very driven guy. He is always, always looking you know, forward and trying to you know, better himself, especially in the uh, you know, work arena. Uh, he started off at Simi's Restaurant and Martini Bar, which was family-owned, and really took over the front of the house uh, while Shay took over the back of the house. Then he became a uh, food and beverage manager over at Marriott. Uh, then bounced around a little bit, became uh, a manager over at Bar Louie, then a regional manager um, uh, or a district manager, uh, and then now he is most currently a director of food and beverage at Big Ditch Brewing, uh, where he's he's doing big things again. So uh, I, I have a great time talking to him anytime, but I, I think that you'll uh, you'll pick up some cool things uh, that he talks about in uh, in our interview. So enjoy. All right, welcome, Chad. How are you today? Good, man. How how you doing, man? Um, I'm doing well. Doing well. Thank you for uh, for joining. Uh, I, I definitely wanted to have you on. I had your brother on. I think it was like week three. So mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? Uh, you, you guys are uh, a successful, uh, you know, family, and and most of it was uh, it started off in the restaurant industry or the service industry right yeah absolutely yeah so we've uh, we've gone all different directions in that industry so far so yeah it's 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 funny to me because you know <clears throat> your your father uh started simmies right and he he had that and then once you became of age and i don't even know i mean you were pretty young right you yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, was... you started you started running things there you know you know obviously your dad was in charge but you started you know taking the helm 
And then your brother started taking over the kitchen and then, you know, it, it just developed into, you know, I think a great thing. And, and then, you know, your brother went the, you know, the back of the house, you went to the front of the house and, uh, and that's how it, it stayed. I mean, that's where you, you know, got your success was front of the house and running it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, it was pretty, pretty lucky and fortuitous that, uh, that Shay, you know, really excelled at the back of the house, eye of the front. Um, that way we could, you know, take both sides of the business and, and learn them as well as, you know, help my father run them and, and kind of figure out what was going on. Um, the fact that we were in both sides of the business too kind of led to some, some animosity as front of the house goes to back of the house every once in a while too. So, you know, being young and fiery and both of us, you know, starting our careers pretty early. It was, uh, it was intense sometimes back in the Simi's kitchen over the line, but, uh, but good times all, all around. And obviously, you know, it was a, it was a great starting path and we learned a lot of uh, valuable and, and a lot of times hard lessons um, that I think both of us take with our career to this day. Yeah. No. And, uh, just to give the, the the listeners a little uh, you know background, you are now what what, what is your title over at the uh, brewery? Is it was it considered a brewery? Okay, I wasn't yeah. sure if it was considered a brewery. Yeah, so um, I'm director of food and beverage over at Big Ditch Brewing Company. Um, that entails running um, the the operations that is anything food and beverage related not so much the brewery or that operation, um, the business is kind of split in two. And um, from day to day and, uh, you know, installing systems and menus and things like that, as well as, uh, you know, getting us ready to, to expand, which is, which is on the horizon, push back a little bit with all the nonsense going on. But, uh, you know, uh, still, on, still on track for that and, you know, making a little bit uh, planning steps and demolition now and that, that, that facility will be, um, pretty much something that West New York has never seen before. So, you know, trying to wrap my head around that and get some ideas and plan it from every square foot and every angle. So we, we go into that, you know, full steam ahead. Yeah. So you, you first started off, like you said, at Simi's, then you branched out and uh, was it when Simi's closed, you branched out? Yeah. So as Simi's closed, um, you know, I scrambled for a job, apply to anything and everything, never had to apply a job for it. Um, I, you know, I had a, had a paper route and then Simi's, you know, so it was, it was going up and trying to market myself real well, or, you know, figure out how to do that. But, um, the, the the best career move that I I did was, you know, I didn't, I didn't fall into constantly waiting tables and bartending and things like that. I really wanted to continue to take my management experience from what I learned at Simi's, get more of a corporate aspect to it. And so I, I joined the, uh, the Marriott as a, uh, a food and beverage manager there, uh, running restaurant room service and, um, in the bar. Wow. And then, I mean, and that again was at a young age and then from there you went on to, was it Bart Louie? Yeah. So I, I bounced around a little bit after the Marriott, um, you know, worked in some, some local places and stuff. Um, until I could find like the, the spot that I wanted to be in. Marriott was great. It, it taught me a lot. I, I was actually, um, promoted there and, and ran a huge banquet facility as well. And it was great experience. And it was, like you said, definitely young age, um, kind of brought it full circle for me. I learned how to do things on the, the street smart side in Simmies, like, you know, learning on the fly, you know, piecing it together day by day. Um, you know, not a lot of systems in a, in a, in a neighborhood bar. Um, Marriott was a huge change. I was in a suit and tie, which 
I'll probably never do again if I cannot. Um, but the thing is, is that it was a definite change. And then, you know, I, I branched out um, a little bit more when I found Bar Louie. It was more my style, a little bit more laid back, a little casual, but still that corporate atmosphere that I could, you know, continue to learn and knew that there was advancement there. Yeah. And, and then you, like you said, you bounced around a little bit. Then you, you found your, your groove at, at, at Bar Louie. And I don't know if you were sought after or not, but then you went over and went to Jack Astor's, if I'm not mistaken, for a little while. And then brought back to Bar Louie, where you, you know, were on the fast track to, to senior level management. And that's where you, you know, got the, I, I guess, regional management experience and, and at the higher level, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, started off, you know, as a bar manager slash bartender um, over there. And, and the reason I, I started there was I actually, at the time, lived right down the street from the place and loved it, you know, and, and I thought, you know, if I could only work here and get behind the bar here and, you know, start there. And, and soon enough, uh, you know, uh, something opened up. I was working on, you know, doing the whole Elmwood kind of, seen for a little while and when Jackson was born my first born um I realized that could not continue at all um so I needed to kind of change careers and grow up a little bit and uh I went back into to corporate and actually was hired on the day that Jackson was born had to leave the hospital real quick and sign some papers so um that worked out that worked out pretty good and for me and then yeah like I you know I left for a little bit um just some change in leadership there that you know was was kind of stressing me out a little bit um you know that that director that was overseeing me i wasn't getting the training that i needed as a gm and, and thought to kind of change pace and with the jack assers which was a really fun experience worked with a lot of great people um had a lot of fun but i always had a soft spot for bar louis and really wanted to see where my my career would have progressed at that point and uh i was lucky enough that one of um one of the directors reached out to me on a whim i a actually answered the call accidentally i went to hit fine and I hit accept because yeah, I didn't want to I didn't want to have to have a weird conversation and say no but um probably the best mistake I made and uh you know went out for a coffee and they laid out their plan for me which included some advancement and realized you know where they had where we had gone wrong both sides uh the previous time and it just seemed like a perfect situation and you know I was I was back in the, the building pretty quick um and they did. They they, they fast tracked me to uh, regional. They they brought me up slow, which was which was appreciated. Uh, you know, I got obviously the control of one store, and then three, and then you know six, seven, eight. You know, and, and they just kept progressing from there. So it was it was a great opportunity, and the way they slow played that allowed me to make mistakes not at a grand scale, but a little bit more marginalized, and and that way I can. Um, and learn from them and learn from them quick. And, and it was a definitely a big learning curve from going from one store to three, three stores to six, six stores to eight. Um, it's always more people, problems multiply. Um, you can't be everywhere at once. You can't, you know, Superman the whole thing. You got to really plan and develop and, and train your team and, you know, build a lot of trust there. And, and that was, that was where my career really did, uh, did accelerate. Yeah. So now when, when we get into it, uh, you know, you're where you got there, it just seems like you, you did a lot of hard work. It, it, it doesn't seem like you were, uh, you know, you know, lucky by any sense. Like, yes, it was, it was luck that your, your family started a, a restaurant, 
and, and, and you happen to enjoy the industry. But at the same time, it was just a lot of hard work, right? Yeah. Like, like yeah. would, you, would you say that you got to where you are today through hard work, luck, connections, maybe a mixture of all everything or something else? Yeah, you know, it's it's there's a couple things to it, and, and I think yeah, hard work is is number one. I mean, nobody's handing you anything these days, and in the restaurant industry, even less so. Um, you got to prove your worth every day. Uh, it, it's it's a very volatile industry, um, so you know turnover is high. Um, it, it's it's something that you know there's a lot of challenges there. You know, a lot of people go to an office and they don't have to worry about anybody stealing the booze and you know drinking on their shift or calling off of work and. Next, next thing you know, you, you know, the janitor doesn't show up. And a lot of times people sitting in the office don't have them off the floors in the restaurant industry. Yeah, you do. You know, somebody's got to do it. And usually that'll fall on the guy running the place if, if nothing else can uh, get sorted out. So it was a lot of hard work. Um, my, the way I kind of motivated myself to, to do that hard work and continue to do it is I always wanted to work harder than the people I managed and harder than the people that, harder than the people that managed me. So if I outworked my boss, and outworked the people that I that I oversaw. I would set a great example for them, as well as you know try to catch the eye as the uh, of the, the higher ups and say you know here here I am you know I'll, I'll outwork anybody in the industry. And it's not a cocky thing to say. It's just I wanted to be looked at as the hardest working guy in the room in any room that I stepped into. And uh, you know I, I would say that for the most part of my career, Bar Louis, I, I was I did I, I tried to be that I. Jump state to state, store to store, um, you know, even in the, in the GM roles, you know, long, late hours into early mornings, right back again, you know, both helping close down the, a bar and, as well as run it and set it up for success in the morning. Um, you know, the, the hours are, their hours are long. They're tough in the, the restaurant industry. And it's a, uh, you know, you ask anybody in the industry, especially nowadays with what with everybody's going through and it's hard hit as it is, is, you know, you have to be so able to, to move and pivot quickly in this industry. Um, and there's no better industry that it is able to do that than the restaurant industry. No day is the same. You know, one day it could be dead, the next day a bus pulls up and you, you just gotta do it. You know, so there's a lot of surprises and everything else, but like I said, it, as long as you're working as hard, if not harder than the people you manage, you know, you get that much back from them. And then, you know, obviously, work as hard as you can to sit there and, and, and continue to progress your career in the eyes of your superiors and things. And, and that really worked out for me. And I was given a lot of great opportunities again at a young age. Um, I was definitely the younger kid on the block when it came to directors. You know, a lot of people were a lot more seasoned than I was. And I always appreciated them letting a young kid run some of the biggest uh, stores in the company at the time. So, yeah. And I mean, it, I, I think, I think that one of the things that I, I saw, you do was pretty cool is you always had these these you know crazy ideas and and uh, you know the one that stands out is the the, the 420 uh you know uh, night at uh was it bar louis and you know it's it's something that was totally out of the box totally you know taboo at the time but you did it and it was a pretty successful time right yeah yeah i, I that's that's what i kind of made my career at bar louis from was it was probably coloring outside the lines a little bit. Um, you know, I was a little bit rebellious. Um, the word that my higher ups use a lot was rogue. Um, rogue. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, you know, Zappia went rogue again. And next thing you know, there's a 420 party at, in Buffalo. And then there was a 420 party 
in every one of my stores up and down the East Coast. So there, you know, it's just one of those things. Um, it wasn't endorsed by corporate, but the, the, you know, the whole ask for forgiveness and set of permission kind of thing played a little bit of a part. And but when you do those things and you put your name on the line, I would always go to my team and tell them, look, at, I'm putting my ass on the line right now. I am throwing a 420 party for a, a large corporation. And if we don't make sales and we don't look good at the end of the day, and they call me up and yell at me that they seen the, the ads that I threw up there. And I say, we'll see the numbers I threw up there and they quiet down. If I don't have those numbers to back it up, um, I look just kind of silly and, and, and more, um, you know, insubordinate than, than rogue, I would say. So yeah, it was, right. it was, it's always trying to innovate yourself, you know, especially now, um, I would say too, in the state of the industry, the biggest thing that we've been doing at Big Ditch is, is carrying that kind of spirit, that entrepreneurial, pushing the boundaries, you know, throwing things out there, doing a lot of things that we, we would have never done uh, had the pandemic never happened. And, and well, we've seen a lot of competitors in other restaurants kind of scale back and play it safe and go to limited menus and less adventurous things. Uh, we pushed the envelope again. Um, and it really what we've seen was, it, again, those sales started to climb. We started to do something you know, fun for people in a time that they needed it. Um, and just the unexpected, you know, a 420 party at a corporate restaurant, totally unexpected. Um, you know, doing all the crazy specials and ideas and having having an ownership and a, and a team that was so on board and doing so was fortuitous in this in this climate. It was it was really a great, great thing to have is, um, you know, throwing shit at the ball and seeing what sticks, man. You know, and, and, and when it did, it was great. And when it didn't, we just pivoted, moved real quickly and on to the next thing. And, and people... You responded well, and I think it's it's really for me. It's the reason why I got my name on the map at Par Louis. But in my current position, it's it was more about survival and, and more about um, just getting our name out there and keeping it at the top of people's list for when this all goes back to normal or the half normal that we're in or whatever this is. Um, people remember us, you know, from the times that we were shut down and we were still offering them a chance to kind of escape the the day to day, which was a little gloomy at times. Yeah, I, I really like something that you said, or you know, just a little a little while ago, is that you said, you know, thinking with that entrepreneurial uh, mindset when you know, even if you work for corporate, right? I think mm -hmm. I think so many people find that they're pigeonholed when they're in corporate. They have to be all buttoned up. They hate they can't do certain things, and uh, you know, I, I shouldn't really suggest this because you know that's not how they do business, but. Like you said, I mean, numbers speak for themselves. So if you go ahead and you you throw out a crazy idea, you just better work your ass off to make it work. Otherwise, yes, you're going to be 100% in the doghouse. Uh, but if it works, you can go ahead and say, yeah, you know what? I didn't listen to you or I, I, I did come up with this crazy idea, but look at the numbers. You know, there you go. So <laughs> I, I, I love that yeah. you, you mentioned that. Now, you... You reached, you know, many different levels of success. I mean, I, I think, you know, you reached a, a level of success at Marriott, you know, at Bar Louis and, and, and so on and so forth. What keeps you motivated to keep going? Like what, like once you reached a level at Bar Louis, you were, you were pretty much a top dog there. You, you, you had a seat at the table, I would say. So what, what motivated you to say like, all right, I, I need to go on to bigger and better things. I need to, and maybe not even better things, but I need to go on to bigger things where I can, you know. I can pursue something more, uh, and 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 I think that that's exactly what you're doing at Big Ditch is you're 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 pursuing something even bigger. So what what motivates you to do that? 
Like, why, why don't you just, I, 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 a girlfriend in, in the past always said, like, why can't you just be happy where you're at? Why do you have to always want more? And, you know, my question to you is the same. It's like, you had a pretty good, you know, gig over at Bar Louie. You're making, you know, good money. You had all, all, all the bells and whistles with it. Why, why do you need to move on to Big Ditch? So um, there was, there's a lot on uh, a lot of reasons that, that go into a decision like that and things like that. And to stay motivated to your point of like never staying where you're at um, or never being, you know, just complacent where you're at. That, that was something that um, I learned pretty early on uh, in Simi's days, to be honest. And it was, it was Donnie, my father, you know, always saying, you know, don't, don't get, you know, fat, dumb and happy. I mean, you just don't sit back and accept what you have. Um, what, what's next? What are you going to do? What are you going to do next to, to you know, you break a record, how are you going to break that record? You know, how, how, how are you going to continue to, you know, just keep pushing forward and keep moving your company and yourself up? And, and that was, stuff, like I said, that, that was a fire lit under my ass by my father, like pretty early on. Um, you know, and that continued through, you know, I, I never wanted to be, the minute I got a job, I started thinking about how I get into the position of the guy that hired me. Um, you know, so that progressed through Bar Louie. And then, you know, I had, you're, you're absolutely right. I, great career. Um, very, very cool traveling to city to city, game day to game day, working event locations, you know, doing Sunday night football in Pittsburgh, hopping on a plane first thing in the morning and working Monday night football in Foxborough, you know, and then going to three, eight homestand for the Red Sox in Fenway. And I mean, crazy stuff. And I, I had a blast, you know, it was, it was fantastic. But the thing that motivates me, number one, always, always will is, uh, is my family, you know? So, um, every time I jumped on a plane, Every time I checked in a hotel, you know, every time I rented a car and drove to another location, um, I was I was away from them, but doing it for them. Um, when Big Ditch came along, it was about Thanksgiving time last year that the job was posted, and I it was about midnight. Jumped out of the off the couch, woke Jen up. Look at this. It was the first time that I I felt that I could bring my talent as well as not take any kind of step back, but almost a step forward and be home with my family. Um, so that was an incredible opportunity. And, and, and Big Dish has been a company that I've respected and drank a lot of their beers um, for years. <laughs> so I, I, love, I love the company. I, I, I had a small connection with the owner um, from a very early time in my the time at Jack Astor's when we were doing craft beer there too. And you know, it offered all those things. It offered upward growth, um, you know, second location opening up and expanding and and, you know, the ability to not sacrifice position or anything like that, um, but sleep in my own bed every night, uh, see my family every night, kiss my kids goodnight every night. That was, that was huge for me. And, and that's the biggest thing, you know, like we talk about taking chances when you're talking about a promotion or sales or, you know, a different initiative or swimming, uh, you know, upstream a little bit. When everybody tells you to go one way, you go next to build sales. And those are chances that you take in your professional career. But um, what that quite recent lesson taught me was it's okay to take a chance to better your personal life too. Um, you know, they're, they're, that's equally as important. And I think a lot of people, why they sit in their offices and say, I am going to stay pat. I'm not going to make waves. And that's fine. Um, they kind of, you know, just ride the wave and kind of keep on going. Um, there's a lot of people that sit in their careers and go, I can't do anything about it. This is my job. I can't find another one and everything else and, and don't want to take the chance to start over again. Um, 
you know, and, and this opportunity re-inspired me. Uh, you know, it gave me a lot more creative freedom than I had at a corporate restaurant. Uh, and it was all about taking a chance. And, and the goal was not financial. The goal was not the size of the company. I mean, Bar Louie at the time that I left had 120 locations. Big Ditch has one. Um, it was, the, the goal was to do something for me and take a chance for my personal life. Um, and that, uh, that payoff was more than any paycheck that I've ever received. So, you know, and, and that's what keeps me motivated this day is, is to pay that opportunity back and show my worth to Big Ditch every day. Um, that, that's what keeps me motivated, man. Like it, 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 they allowed me the opportunity to see my family and have my life back, see my friends, all that kind of stuff. And, and as well as give me a, a really great living and a great opportunity. And like I said, if there's anybody that ever sits there and, you know, you're not happy in what you're doing, change it. You know, don't, don't sit there and accept it. You know, you, you should never accept anything uh, there. You know, we only have a limited amount of time. You better better use it to get where you want to be. So, yeah, I think I think that's great. I, I I'm, you know, it's 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 one thing because I, I me for me I've I've always been in the mindset like find a good place you know and, and grow the, the ladder slowly whatnot. And then I have friends like yourself and 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 others who you know not not so much bounced around but have been to many different areas and you keep bettering yourself every single time so it, it, there's something to say for that is to you know like hey don't don't get comfortable you know where you're at make some changes and always you know better yourself and put yourself like you said it, it wasn't even for a, a monetary thing or uh you know a, a title thing it was it was about family you know you wanted to be home more you wanted to be you know not on the road and things like that so it, it doesn't necessarily have to benefit you in a monetary uh, value. It could benefit you in other areas. So I, I think that's great. Um, now, with your industry, it's 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 always tough because you know I asked this to uh, Shay, I asked this to Craig, I asked this to a couple people. Um, what time of the, of the the day do you wake up? Right, You're, so you were a, a night owl ever since I've mm -hmm. known you. You know, you you, you know always working late and things like that. And then, but I know we've, we've shared so many, many stories where you had to be up early the next day to do something and you're, 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 you know, on two hours of sleep, three hours of sleep, whatever. And, uh, so are you, are you still in that mindset where you're an early riser or is it on a need basis? You know, what, what's, what's, what's that? Because I, I asked this because I'm, I'm trying to see if there's a trend in people that I, I think are successful. If there's a trend in, you know, uh, how early people wake up and what they do to manage their stress and, and things like that. So how early do you wake up daily? Usually, usually about, you know, seven, seven thirty. that's what time the kids get up. So I, you know, they, they're, they're up and getting ready for school or just up, you know, and, and ready to go. So no matter if I get home late or, you know, get home early and get to spend time with them and go to bed and wake up early with them. Um, still getting up about 7 a.m. I mean, that wasn't always true. Trust me. When I was pulling those late nights, you know, I, I, noon was about as early as I'd, I'd rise. But, you know, like I got in bed 5 in the morning, 6 in the morning. Right. Usually seeing more sunsets than – or yeah, sunrises than sunsets, to be honest, uh, being indoors and you know, closing down bars. Um, yeah. 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 So get up at about 7 in the morning no matter what, you know, and uh, – that's pretty much standard. I don't know if I control that anymore. <laughs> so, right, right. It's more. It's more when the kids wake you up. 
Yeah, I'm sure if I if I had the opportunity, I, I'd, I'd snooze. But usually, I wake up to a kid in my face telling me something that I have no idea what they're talking about, and, and it's on from there. So you know, <laughs> getting get Max a bag of donuts or or you know, listening to a story that I have no idea the narrative. But uh, you know, it's <laughs> it's it's well out of my control. Nice. So now coming with 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 you know your job and, and things like that and then even even your your family life right three kids uh a wife a dog you know stress comes with that so how how do you relieve stress are you are you one to meditate are you one to work out are you one to you know stress eat are you one to go ahead and stress drink where you're stressed out you're just gonna have a bottle of tequila you know uh what 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 would be what would be your stress reliever um yeah i mean you know, I'd, I'd be lying if I didn't tell you that, you know, to have a couple of beers and kick my feet up and relax. Um, you know, but to be honest, uh, you know, like I said, um, it's, it's still new for me to be home every night. You know, I haven't, I haven't slept in a hotel in, in 10 months. And that, that, that to me is crazy because it's three years of doing that um, more than 50% of the time. So, um, you know, spending time with family and friends, like, you know, getting together, doing it, kind of making up for lost time, doing that kind of stuff is, is, that's when I can s slow everything down. So Jen will know that, you know, I, I'll come home and if there's nothing going on and we don't have any plans or anything like that, I, I can't stop going. So I'll pick up the laptop, pick up the phone, you know, keep going. And, you know, if, if I don't have anything to stress out about something, I, I'll try to find something to get me going, and uh, which isn't probably great. So I like <laughs> to make sure that we're, uh, we're spending some time doing something. You know, is it working in the yard? Is it getting a project done in the house? Is it is it visiting family, friends, hanging out, you know, having those beers, like I said, and kicking back and relaxing and, and make it up for those things. Cause I, I, I missed three years of that. You know, I missed more things. I've met more family members on Jen's side in the past 10 months than I met in the last 10 years. You know, so I do exist, you know, she didn't make me up or anything like that. And, uh, you know, that's been great. So that's a huge stress reliever for me. Um, it's just, you know, spending that time that, I felt like I missed out. Um, I do oh, find myself great. still disappearing in the house, <laughs> you know. So I was so used to being in a hotel room and uh, playing alone and in a car alone. I don't know if you find this too, but when I'm home, I'll sneak off somewhere, you know, and just enjoy some silence once in a while. Uh, yeah, once I, once in a while, I, I I escape to my office and and yeah. and uh, in the house and you know, kind of just retreat a little bit just to, uh, you know, cool down. It's, you know, I, I tell people all the time, it's, it's an eye opener, um, with this pandemic, because as you know, I, I, I traveled, you know, you know, three weeks a month almost. And, uh, and I you know, just being married a, a little over a year now, it, this is the, this is the longest I've ever been with my family you know, with, with Fran, with, with boys. Um, I think the, 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 the other time was two months. Of, 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 and that was the max because every other time I'm, I'm just here on the weekends. I'm just here, you know, maybe one week at a time. And it's, you know, it's been a significant amount of time. And, and to be honest, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I, I, I love, like, I love the fact I coached, you know, on three baseball teams for the boys, you know, I was assistant coach on two and a head coach on one. And it's, it's been, uh, it's been fun. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy about it, but yeah, it's, it is, it's, it's interesting to, you know, see the dynamics where you're like, wait, wait, you guys don't do this. And then you're like, well, I, I haven't always been around, so I, I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah. So. I mean, 
I'm totally out of the loop, you know, like getting the kids ready for school. I'm just like, what is going on? Even, even now, like even the, teaching the kids at home, it, you know, my, uh, my frustration level is, is a lot, a lot easier to talk than Jen's. So I'm not used to having to sit there and explain that. And, you know, she's a saint for him doing it three years without me, you know, and now I'm just trying to get into the rhythm, but every once in a while I'll find myself like sneak up to the bedroom for no ex- reason, except that I've been kind of, Condition to be alone sometimes, and, and, or at least have some downtime, and and you know I'll, I'll try to do that every once in a while too. It never works out. I'm always found by someone, but uh, it, it's it's nice to try. So, um, but yeah, I mean, like I said though, it's it, it's it is it's great to be home. It's it's like you said, it you definitely realize you're you're out of your your comfort zone sometimes. Um, but yeah, it's fun. It's it's really it's really nice to have that that uh, ability to do so and if there's any kind of silver lining to all of this it's you know spending more time with the family getting reacquainted with your your loved ones and things like that and and that's that's big for me so you know absolutely no i and and for for me i think like i said i i love it i i am looking forward to you know traveling again but i'm you know i'm looking forward to structuring it more where it's like maybe every other week or you know where i have more control over it because this has gotten me into a very good place where i'm 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 actually thinking like wow this is this is nice not having to be you know leaving on a sunday coming back on a friday and then leaving on a sunday again and it's it's nice to be a bigger part or play a bigger role in the boys lives and things like that so I'm, i'm i'm definitely you know enjoying it a lot more yeah, yeah, I think we all learned that you know, the world will keep on spinning if we take some time at home, you know, so it's yeah. not going to all come crashing down. It'll be all right, and, and I think we all learned those valuable lessons of saying, don't have to report to the office, don't have to jump planes all the time. Everything keeps going, uh, and everything's okay, and, and it, it, again, that's one of those risks that we would never take, you know, and now it kind of got handed to us, and we realized, you know what, balance is good. And it's achievable. So, you know, that, that's good to hear from your side, too, because I know you, I, I, I traveled a lot. You traveled insane. You know, like, I, yeah. I, I would be like, wait, when, when are you home? Uh, you know, I'd be, I, it's very hard for me to have empathy for somebody else that's on a plane constantly. And I look at you and I'm like, holy God, like, I, I can do that. So, um, yeah, I, I remember. That was fantastic. I remember when you were traveling and you would, you would, you would be stuck. You'd be like another delay. I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, like join the club, man. This is what I've been doing oh, yeah. for 10 years. <laughs> it's, it's brutal. Oh. And it's, it's nice to have somebody who, who, who feels what you feel because you're like, nobody knows what you go through, you know? And, oh. and, and yes, there's, there's a lot of things like, you know, being at home, there's a lot, you know, like you said, Jen, you know, Fran, they, they deal with a lot of things at home, but, Everybody thinks like, oh, well, you travel. It must just be so easy and so fun. And you're like, do you realize, like, I'm working 24-7 when I travel. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Like, it, it, Jen would, oh, yeah, I get, I, even not even Jen, but a lot of people, oh, it must be nice. It's like. Yep. Oh, yeah. Know, I get that a lot. Everybody's stuck in Newark for, like, an entire <laughs> day and a half. Like, you want to, you know, so there's, there's certain cities that I won't even go near. Um, <laughs> just because I have, I'll get PTSD of the last time I was trapped in Terminal A in Newark or Philadelphia <laughs> or this or that. So, yeah, it's it's not all it's not all what's cracked up with me. It's it's nice to sit down and have a nice meal and a beer after a fifteen hour day, but that's exactly what it is, you know. Right. So, but it, but it's hoping to get out on time, hoping to get home, 
hope you don't miss your connection, all that kind of stuff. The luggage shows up sometimes, you know, and uh, <laughs> you're, you're just, you're just happy to get to where you're going within a day. So no, I totally exactly. Yeah. So, well, I, I, I want to end it with our, our, what I call the million dollar question, which is if mm -hmm. there was a billboard of you in Times Square, it could be you doing anything. It'd be you with your family. It could be you at work. It could be you sitting there having a drink around a fire with friends. It could be anything, but it's a billboard of you in Times Square doing whatever you, you imagine. What would it say on it? Millions of people are going to see it daily. What would it say on it? That's a tough one. Jeez. Yeah, that's I, I stump everybody with this one. It's good. Thanks for yeah. Thanks for that curveball. Um, what would it say on it? Ah, uh, um, your brother. Your brother had a good one. <laughs> I don't remember his. What was his? I'm not his, was, his was his was his uh, was. He was going to be naked, and it says it's hard to take yourself serious when you're naked, or something like that. Oh, <laughs> it okay. Was, yeah. That, 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 uh, it's good. that lines up with Shay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that's about right. Um, geez, I, I, I don't know. I, you know, I'd say something like, you know, probably be me, me and a group of friends hanging out or kicking out, kicking back, having drinks, you know, and just drinking you know, some Malort. Yeah. Maybe it was, the, maybe it's the face I make after a Malort. Um, <laughs> you know, don't be scared to try new things. Maybe that's oh, right. that's no. awesome! I love <laughs> that. That, like, that worked oh. out really well. <laughs> so it's me with a with a malort face, and don't be afraid to try new things. So uh, I don't know, but that, that's what I'm going to go with. So malort face. I love it. I mean, that's no, that's great. That's perfect, <laughs> and and it, and it fits with exactly what your 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 whole entire career has been, right? You're trying different things and always, sure. you know, moving on. So that that fits perfectly. I love it. Good. Perfect. All right. Well, at least I came up with something that wasn't stupid and generic. Right. Yeah, and, and and that's the whole idea is is when I when I try to you know do these interviews, I realize some people are going to listen to you know a lot of them. Some people are going to listen to them and then forget about them. Um, I, I want to you know catch people in their raw moments where they go ahead and they're thinking off the top of their head and they're not so prepared. So I, I like that you didn't have anything prepared and you know as far as the the, the answer and uh, and and you came up with it and it was it was real. It was authentic. So that was great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. So, so, so I, I don't want to take up any more of your time. I do want to say thank you very much. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it was, it was fun. Yeah, no, man. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. And, uh, you know, appreciate you thinking of me uh, It's something that you'd want to put on a, a Monday motivation. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I and the, the time is I'm going to, I'm going to have uh, I'm going to, I'm going to try to do like you, me, Shay, you know, a couple others, uh, you know, do, do like a little, uh, uh, whatever Wednesday episode and, and talk just about like the, the good old days and fun times that we've had. Oh yeah. That, that, that it will definitely be. I think, I think we got to do that one live though. So we'll do it like either at your house or my parents' house or somebody's house in Buffalo. And, uh, we'll have a couple cocktails and, and just, you know, rip some stories. <laughs> I, I think that'd be a great idea. That would be probably one of the explicit episodes for sure. But uh, oh, oh, yeah, be a good time. It's probably as the day progresses too. If it, you know, you get Shay into his bourbon, and you're gonna you're gonna have to bleep a lot of stuff out. So <laughs> awesome, awesome. So. All right, man. Thank you so much. Our sponsors. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, new you. sponsor, Giggy Bank Payment Tracker. Uh, whether you are a dog walker, personal trainer, or anything. 
Um, you can save time tracking your self-employment income, right? If you use spreadsheets, notebooks, or really nothing at all, then GigiBank's for you. You can download today, and your first three clients are free. Uh, it's very easy to use. GigiBank tracks a single balance for each client. Enter gigs to track work done and increase the balance and payments to uh, bring the balance down. It's as simple as that. So uh, check out GigiBank in the app stores. All right, and SaberCon. For all your concrete restoration needs in South Florida, reach out to Jim or Scott at SaberCon. And last but certainly not least, uh, VitFit Keys uh, is one of the best uh, trainers with uh, Melissa. She will get your butt into shape. So thank you all, and have a great week.